Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the H1B Guy news for the week ending May 7th, 2021, originally posted on YouTube. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by Recruiter Networks, the smart solution for digital permads since 2001, and by Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. The H1B Guy here, and today, the H1B Guy news for the week ending May 7th, 2021. Today, I'll cover presidential proclamation banning travel from India, H-1B holder stuck after visiting ill parent, and biometrics requirement halted for H-4 EADs. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H-1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H-1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. Today's news is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001, and also by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. Well, a huge thanks again to Deep and Perrine from Improve the Dream, who took time on Wednesday night to join me for the Documented Dreamer Series Live Episode 4. If you haven't had a chance, I'd like to ask you to please check that interview out. Now, the news. April 30th, 2021. And a presidential proclamation posted on whitehouse.gov titled A Proclamation on the Suspension of Entry as Non-Immigrants of Certain Additional Persons Who Pose a Risk of Transmitting Coronavirus Disease 2019. Quote, after reviewing the public health situation within the Republic of India, CDC has concluded that proactive measures are required to protect the nation's public health from travelers entering the United States from that jurisdiction. Suspension and limitation on entry. The entry into the United States as non-immigrants of non-citizens who were physically present within the Republic of India during the 14-day period preceding their entry or attempted entry into the United States is hereby suspended and limited subject to Section 2 of this proclamation. Section 2 of the proclamation, scope of suspension and limitation on entry. The proclamation shall not apply to any lawful permanent resident of the United States, any non-citizen national of the United States, any non-citizen who is the spouse of a U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident, any non-citizen who is the parent or legal guardian of a U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident, provided that the U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident is unmarried and under the age of 21, any non-citizen who is the sibling of a U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident, provided that both are unmarried and under the age of 21. 
This proclamation shall remain in effect until terminated by the president. The Secretary of Health and Human Services shall, as circumstances warrant, and no more than 30 days after the date of this proclamation and by the final day of each calendar month thereafter, recommend whether the president should continue, modify, or terminate this proclamation. This proclamation is effective at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on May 4th, 2021. As I covered last week in the H-1B Guy News for the week ending April 30th, 2021, it felt like a ban was imminent, and ironically, later that afternoon, after I had already made the post, the White House made it official. This just goes to show the extent of the crisis in India, and this impact is going to linger into the foreseeable future as it relates to the H-1B pipeline that comes to the U.S. from India. As I'll continue to reference, 70% of H-1B visas are issued to individuals from India. Unfortunately for H-1B visa holders from India who had their petition selected and approved for fiscal year 2021, nothing has changed. Consulates are not open, or if they are open, they are processing at an extremely reduced capacity. What was a hope and a dream of entering into the U.S. in October of 2020 now more realistically looks like it's going to be by the end of 2021 or even well into 2022 before that dream becomes a reality. Of course, those who have or will be submitting their fiscal year 2022 petitions, that time frame could be even longer. May 5th, 2021. In a news report for ABC7NewYork.com titled, Man from New Jersey Stuck in COVID-Ravaged India After Traveling to Care for Sick Father. Quote, a man from New Jersey who traveled to India to care for his sick father is now stuck there as the second wave of COVID-19 ravages the country. The U.S. on Tuesday began restricting travel from India, with the White House citing the devastating rise of coronavirus cases in the country and the emergence of potentially dangerous variants. When Ashu Mahanjan left the U.S. in mid-April to care for a 75-year-old father who was hospitalized with COVID in New Delhi, it was just supposed to be a short-term trip. Sadly, by the time he arrived, his dad had been intubated and never regained consciousness. Now he doesn't know when he can get home. He cannot travel, Neha Mahanjan said. Why? Because the consulates are closed and there are no in-person appointments available. The 44-year-old architect has been working in the U.S. since 2008 on an H-1B work visa, which requires an in-person appointment at U.S. consulates in India before he can re-enter the country. The pandemic was not as severe when he traveled, but because of the surging coronavirus crisis, India is now on lockdown and Ashu Mahanjan is stuck. Eyewitness News reached out to the State Department, which says applicants should continue to monitor the website for U.S. Embassy in Delhi for updates. The same website has been a dead end for the family. For me, I've already lost my dad. I'm here all alone, Ashu Mahanjan said. I'm scared for my kids. I'm scared for my wife. I want to be with them. All the family can do now is hope for help. I'm going to make the assumption that the Mahajan family is not alone in their situation. I've had the opportunity over the last year to be introduced to dozens of individuals who have found themselves in the exact same scenario as Ashu Mahajan. 
Many times I've been asked about traveling outside of the U.S. during this pandemic. Time and time again, I've advised against it unless it was a matter of life and death. Unfortunately, Mr. Mahajan had to make that difficult decision. Leave the U.S. with an expired stamp, willingly knowing that he may not be able to get back into the U.S. because a consulate appointment may not be in order, um, just to see his dying father. And the unfortunate part of this is that no human being should be put in this situation. The issue isn't the choice he had to make or how COVID has changed the world, but it's really in the visa stamping process. While we can't have domestic stamping appointments available for those living and working in the U.S. is beyond me. May 5th, 2021. In an article written by Raphael Bernal for The Hill titled DHS to Halt Fingerprint Requirements for Spouses of Immigrant Workers. Quote, the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, is set to suspend a fingerprint requirement for spouses of legally employed foreign workers, potentially unclogging a bottleneck that's prevented thousands of individuals from working in the country. United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, a federal agency under DHS that is in charge of visas and naturalizations, said in a court filing this week that it would lift the Trump-era requirement starting May 17th, the Wall Street Journal reported. The fingerprint requirement applied to spouses of H-1B and L-1 visa holders, uh, and it created a significant backlog as USCIS struggled to schedule uh, and process the fingerprinting. The change in USCIS policy comes as lawyers representing H-1B and L-1 visa holders filed a class action lawsuit arguing the fingerprint requirement was purposely designed to slow the distribution of work permits to spouses. The 2019 implementation of the fingerprint requirement affected not only the spouses of H-1B and L-1 holders, but also applicants for other categories of visa who were required to submit fingerprints and were therefore affected by the backlogs. A large group of tech companies signed uh, amicus brief in the class action case arguing the fingerprint requirement and ensuing backlogs were causing personal and financial damage both to employers and employees. You know, this should come as great news to so many of the H4 EAD, L2 EAD holders that have lost their work authorization or were in fear of losing their work authorization due to not being able to book a biometric appointment. This news does, however, come off the heels of a lawsuit that challenged the rule and really, as it said, a Trump era rule that was meant to restrict um, the amount of visas that were processed. The not so good news, though, is for the thousands of spouses that have been forced out of work with lost wages and emotional duress because of these ridiculous delays and this biometric rule. While I described the first 100 days of President Biden's administration for legal immigration as somnolent at best, this is definitely a step in the right direction for the powers that be at USCIS and DHS, even if the lawsuit forced their hand. For the full post on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending May 7th, 2021, please check out the H-1BGuy.com. And a reminder that today's post was brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001. 
This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com has been the number one place for immigration attorneys, immigration ad agencies, and employers to meet the DOL requirements for the digital portion of the PERM advertisement rules. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. And the news is also brought to you by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B. Path to Canada is your answer and will help you navigate the process. If you're interested in finding out more, please click the link in the video description below. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B.